What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to, I don't know what we're really going to call this. It's not really a pay-per-view point. Was it a pay-per-view? I don't know. Whatever we're doing here <laughs> from Smart Guy Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm Danny Mango, here with my wife. Me, Caroline. <laughs> my wife, me. <laughs> me. <laughs> and uh, generally speaking, this is, I don't know, this is going to be just a quick kind of small package sort of deal here where... We went last night to see the WWE Road to WrestleMania Super Show at Madison Square Garden. And not only was it the first show that I had been to in a while, the last WWE show I went to was the Raw before Mania when Undertaker had had his last match. So we're talking, yeah, right before uh, around the pandemic. Um, So, you know, three years. And this is uh, the first time I was at Madison Square Garden, finally, and the first WWE live event for Caroline in general. Yeah, first time going and actually watching one without the TV being in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired, you guys, so I might not make any sense, but yes. (laughs) <laughs> but yes <laughs> so i don't know i mean we don't really have a game plan here this isn't going to be some long podcast of reviewing every single little thing that happened or whatever but just generally speaking talking about some of our impressions and uh you know the pros and cons and everything that went along the way as far as msg about the show about you know the experience in general so i guess the first question i have for you sweetie is you know, what did you think about going to a WWE show? Was it something that you were like, oh, this is totally what I expected? Was there anything totally different? I think that for the most part is what I expected. I guess we were even talking about uh, during the show how you said that the first time you went to a show when you were a kid, you were thrown out, thrown off by the fact that they don't have the narration yeah, like the, the commentators. Team. Um, I I figured that that would be the case that we wouldn't have that, but I guess like the silence yeah. during the match when the crowd wasn't engaging. Like I guess I I guess rationally I knew, but experiencing that. I get. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to explain. It's like, it throws you off in the way that you would think that, like, maybe one of your headphones isn't working or something. Like, you're yeah, expecting no, to hear the rest so of like, it. Shouldn't there be music? Like, <laughs> something should be happening here. Um, if that makes sense. And like, it's funny because it's one of those things. Like, you do understand. Like, yeah. Like, you don't have the the TV cameras there. You're not gonna have the commentators. But I guess. To me, I guess I was just expecting something like to keep the the crowd like energy going throughout the whole thing, you know. But obviously, like this is you know somebody who's not a wrestling fan. Um, we saw plenty of people that there were excited throughout the whole thing, no matter yeah. what was going on. So I guess yeah, I guess like just the silence. Um, during matches, like, threw me off a little bit. But overall, it was what I was expecting. I was very excited to see lots of people carrying around their own belts. <laughs> I was so tempted to ask for photos. And then Tony's like, this is not Comic-Con, you know? I was like, oh, well. <laughs> it would be a little strange to just be like, can I take a picture of you and your uh, replica of the United States Championship? <laughs> Still, like, 
that's so interesting to me. And and most of the people with those belts were adults. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, there were a group. There was a group uh, behind us when we took the escalators to get to the the section uh, with the food. Um, and like they're all grown men. They're all bros. <laughs> thinking that they're like they have the swag and whatever they have like the fresh haircuts and shit and carrying belts like as if they're like so proud like yeah we're doing this like yeah i won what? this one <laughs> um sir <laughs> this is a wendy's <laughs> it was it was fun it was fun um i i think one of the things when i first went to a show that surprised me was how everybody seems to have the same sort of energy for the most part outside of the rare exceptions where everybody's sort of, you know, obviously everybody's happy to be there and everybody's, you know, going to have fun. But I had been to baseball games prior and that was it. I still haven't gone to a football game yet. I've, I've been to a hockey game uh, once, I think. Uh, I've never gone to soccer because, you know, I'm American. <laughs> it's just not a thing for especially somebody who doesn't like sports but going to a baseball game a couple times beforehand it's so chill and it's so kind of boring and relaxing I would I would you probably follow. would because it's i mean it's a lot of sitting around doing nothing and i mean it can be fun too in some ways it's more relaxing than like energetic and fun or whatever but i had been used to that kind of mentality where everybody's kind of just calm and things happen, and if you didn't pay any attention to it, it's not like it really matters and all. And then when I had first gone to a WWE show, it was like, oh, okay, everybody's pumped to be here. You know, there are people that are chanting things out of nowhere, just, you know, a woo channel start and all. And, of course, after going to one, then you start seeing that that's the regular thing and all, and then you start jumping in on there. I mean, you can see on this website, obviously, uh, there are videos of, me interviewing people in the parking lot at the Royal Rumble 2015 and all. But um, the idea of kind of pinpointing which people are going to be the fun ones to watch is always the thing for me. And we had a couple people uh, that we were just like, oh, headband guy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, those are the ones that are going to be super duper into everything. And um, I end up having a lot of fun watching them during these shows of seeing what triggers certain people to be like, I'm going to go nuts over this person, or I'm going to have way more fun over the entrance for this person where you start feeling like, are they feeling the beat more or are they feeling the wrestler more? Like we had seen somebody who was very much into Imperium and I would not have anticipated that she would have been like, you know, I'm an Imperium person more than anybody else, but I mean, she got more animated for that than anything else. And She was uh, wearing an Imperium shirt. Yeah. And, I mean, she was super happy about Gunther popping up and um, kind of repping, like, that's my guy kind of thing. <laughs> uh, as far as, like, the fans go, um, are you kind of like, okay, I could see having fun with those kind of people, like, you know, uh, you're not, like, a bar type person either, just like I'm not, but, like, that it's it is more fun to be around but those I enjoy, crowds. But I enjoy being uh, in an environment more like a bar than you do. Right. And that's something else that I wanted to talk about. 
this was, I guess, my first sporting event, really. Like, I've never seen sports live, but I've gone to so many shows, like mm -hmm. music shows. So maybe, like, listening to you talk about, like, how, like, in your experience, you go to watch sports and it's more chill. I have the complete opposite <laughs> experience, and maybe that's why I, the silence to me was a little, like, mm. It's because, like, it's not I like go, a concert by any means. I go yeah. to concerts a lot, not a lot, but like I've gone to yeah. a few, and I'm used to like being a fan. So like everybody dresses up for like whatever artists you're gonna watch, you're gonna go see. Like I went to see Florence and the Machine, and it was funny because at um, Madison Square Garden, and when I got there. I guess Amy Schumer was also like having a comedy thing there, and I overheard the security people saying like, "Oh, you all, we know when they're going to Florence and the machines because everybody's dressed up as like a nymph or an elf or a witch <laughs> or a fairy," and I'm like, "It's so true! Like everybody was with it." If I go see Dream Theater, everybody's wearing black. We have band shirts, we have a lot of like leather jackets and so on. So like I'm used to that level of participation. And when I and you've seen this when we said we saw Elton John. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a concert, I'm on my feet the whole entire time. I am dancing, I am singing, I am screaming. My idea of a good time is that by the time that I get home, I don't have a voice. My legs hurt, my feet are killing me, I got a full body workout, I got a t-shirt <laughs> uh, to celebrate the occasion, and then I cannot sleep for a while because I am so pumped with adrenaline, and that's what I'm used to when I go see a live event. Obviously, it's a little less if I go to a Broadway show. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be I'm not gonna out, be like uh, dance. dancing around to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I'm still singing though. Every In your head, single you are. song. Well, uh, lip yeah. singing too. Yeah. But that's what I'm used to. So, like, to me, like, you know, having the crowd participating, and like, I wanted more of that because I am used to that concert feeling of like, you are participating the whole entire time. The person, like, does like a drum thing, you're screaming, like, you're singing, you're dancing. So, I guess I'm like the opposite of what you're used to. Um, so I'm used to that. It was it was fun. Like I had more fun people watching, I think. And I kind of just like wanted the people to be more excited and more extreme like I am. Like I didn't want the chance to stop. I kept looking for people that were overly animated mm -hmm. um like that guy that really wanted to get like a some kind like, of chance some, yeah and nobody was responding to him and i felt so bad but at the same time it was like so funny that's what i like like that's what i i want to do obviously like it was cool to see the matches and i guess when you're watching it live you definitely see more of like how athletic everybody is because you know like on TV, there's so much inner cutting between the live cameras. You could hide things in different you angles. You can hide all. everything. We we were even talking about how deceiving the size of the ring is, even though you told me that that's probably a smaller ring anyways. Like, when you're watching on TV, because you're not all the time just getting that whole view of what's going on, as if you're a member of the audience, you're getting close-ups, you're getting, like different angles you're getting medium shots you're getting this one corner of the ring you and so on like 
you do hide more and it feels more like, oh, this is edited. And I guess from my TV and film production background, I'm like, um, I could potentially, I'm watching something that's just like fake. If yeah. that makes sense. And when you're watching it live, it's like a play, like it's you and the performer. So, you know, if there are mistakes, you got to catch them at the same time. If they do like a flip, like you're there, you're seeing that flip in person. You see the height they get. You see, like, how big some of them are. Yeah, like, how you were like, oh, Drew McIntyre. Like, I didn't realize how big Drew yeah. McIntyre is. And, and again, like... Braun Strowman was the one that, more than anybody, yeah. you were like, everybody else looks like Lego people. Yeah, Lego to. people. And it's funny because, like, we've... I tend to watch a lot of the wrestling shows with Tony just to keep him company. Um, not, like, avidly and actively watching. Mostly I'm on TikTok. But, you know, we talk about, like, oh, yeah, this person's really big. Oh, like, Seamus is really pale, huh? And, but, like, being there and seeing all that, it's, it's like, it puts everything in perspective. And it's really cool. And, um, I mean, and, yeah, Seamus is really fucking pale. When the lights were on, <laughs> like, I, when the lights were off before Seamus was walking in, I'm like, I can actually see him because he's so freaking white. <laughs> and then when the lights were on him, I actually had to close my left eye because I have a detached retina. And the light was so strong, reflecting off this man's lizard skin, that like my eye was bothering me. So, Pale Kings unite! I know um, how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, that is something that you know. The more that you um, you go to these shows and everything, like at this point, I, it's, I a lot of the people that are on the roster now, I hadn't seen in person i mean somebody like an austin theory for instance who wasn't on the main roster when i last went to a show and obviously uh some people have changed their looks and everything and um we were sitting in a in a different spot i mean i you know, i don't tend to get like floor seats and everything any of this because that's absurdly expensive but being able to see people from the position that we were in, which they weren't bad seats at all. They were pretty good for, I mean, I would get them again yeah, if we were going to really- go. It was only like about like a uh, hundred plus each of us. And um, we're in like section one Oh three for anybody that might've been there. And that was still close enough that you could even still see the differences between the first match of the night was a, a 10 woman tag and just seeing the difference in height between like Becky and Carmella even mm. I remember thinking like, Oh, Carmella's tinier than I thought that she would be. And, um, you know, seeing some of the things like, uh, the height differences between like the steel cage, I was like, the steel cage looks really small. <laughs> like that seems huge in person, uh, and on, uh, on screen compared to where it was here. And yeah, it might've been one of the smaller ones and everything, but it still looked like, it gave me more of an impression of when I would play with my wrestling action figures and it's like, okay, well everything's scaled down smaller. And I don't know. I kind of felt like if I were to run the ropes, it's like maybe three steps. So then you get to the other rope and it just, now you're seems like, steps. yeah, I mean, if I, I wouldn't run to begin and you with, walk, so. you wouldn't run, you walk super slow. It would probably take you five hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not doing any of that shit, but um, yeah, I mean that, is always something that's pretty interesting. Uh, one of the other things that I thought that I picked up on uh, in general, as far as like the the visuals, Madison Square Garden itself was just a little smaller than I anticipated because I'm so used to seeing 
you know, the Mecca, as they call it, being like one of these most iconic arenas and seeing thousands of people there and to have this packed crowd with Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan and all. And I was like, oh, this is actually this is actually kind of small. This is smaller than the um I'm blanking on the name of it, the one at Philly that I, I've gone to for Roy Rumble and all. Uh, all I can think of is Citizens Bank Park, and that's not the right thing. That's the Philly Yeah, but you're, you're in Manhattan. Um, Wells Fargo Center. You're like, in Manhattan, so like everything you're like, yeah. real estate is expensive. Yeah, like it, it seems like you could fit that whole arena section of Madison Square Garden inside of Wells Fargo Center and have leftover room. And that was kind of surprising to me because I just figured, well, no matter what, it's going to be bigger. It's just going to be shaped differently or, or whatever. And that just, it seemed kind of quaint. It was like, oh, it's a little tiny arena. Like, yeah, you know. but then I, I got that sense. I mean, obviously, again, this is my very first time going. But um, I think that it was still pretty um impressive when you're kind of like looking around at the audience because it's like oh there's a lot of people here hmm. and yeah for a house show i mean it's not yeah. even a it was or... it was very close to being sold out i would say like there were only a few seats that there that were empty that um, we could see at least that yeah. we could see yeah but we had a pretty good view of i would say the whole mm-hmm. um arena is that what you would call it yeah yeah it's not quite a stadium yeah, um, so it was pretty impressive, and I've been to Madison Square Garden before, but it was interesting to see the setup because, again, I went there for a concert, and the stage wasn't in the middle <laughs> like hmm. this one was. As far as MSG goes, one of the things I'm sure people that have been following this website for a long time would know: Did you get a hot dog, Tony? <laughs> and uh, I did. And uh, it was disappointing, I gotta say. You did get a good burger, you said. I got a good burger. Um, I didn't take down the name of the places that we got these from. But, they only um, exist in there. They don't have... Uh, somebody ahead of us was asking if they had locations They only exist in there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, it was a burger that had, like... Uh, Daily burger. Bacon and onion jam to it. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the onion jam. I think I'd be You're fine insane. with... Uh, give me some lettuce on there and oh, some God. caramelized onions on its own. But that was good, and I would it was definitely called the daily burger. Daily burger. I wanted to get Top Dog, but they weren't open, so yeah. I ended up getting a hot dog somewhere else. But it continues to confuse me how difficult it is at this point to find a good hot dog at one of these <laughs> stadiums and to find cheese fries. What is that? like? What do people not like cheese fries anymore? What the fuck's going on? So that's I mean uh, negative a thousand points. Well, the the hot dog place <laughs> that was closed had cheese fries. It did. You were, oh, the, you were doing yeah, the, your research. But I mean, they don't count because they weren't there. So Yeah, but still, like yeah. they exist. It's just that they weren't open. Yeah, so fuck them. <laughs> he was legit doing research, not just for menus, but pictures before yeah. we went there. I'm like, I wanted to try to figure out the best place <laughs> to get the food because I wanted to try to maximize that because this is all expensive. All. $9 for a hot dog. Yeah, I mean, that was, on. it was, I mean, but you know, not, to be expected. Yeah, but not worth nine bucks for that but one. But I mean, you're paying for the experience. Yeah, the experience of eating a, an underwhelming hot dog. It was fine, but you know, I mean, I could have eaten three of them at home. So they they did have sushi, which I thought was kind of interesting. They had so, a lot of different um, options that were like the cupcakes. I mean, the Korean barbecue thing they used, or a Korean chicken place, not barbecue. Um, yeah, Korean. Yeah, 
The pizza you had was decent. Yeah, I really liked the first slice that I got. It was like the Freddie Prince Jr. slice, yeah. which was a lot of like tomato and breadcrumbs. That was really good. The other one I wasn't the a big boots, fan of. I, yeah. I liked the fries. Fries were good, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, food was good. <laughs> it seems it like a- they've got a lot of options, though. I mean, like they had plenty of uh, chicken-based things. They had a lot of like the, they had a vegan. They thing. had a vegan thing that was closed, but still, that was pretty cool. Yeah, they had a couple of the different ones that we had gotten from like the burgers and stuff, and uh, they had ice cream and you know whatever. We were actually served. they had big gay ice cream, which is delicious. We were thinking about getting the cheesecake bites, but eventually then it was just like, all right, well, we're kind of stuffed, so yeah. we don't need to spend another you know, probably $47 <laughs> on those or something. But, um, you know, that is part of the experience, of course. You go to those shows and you're more willing to just be like, I'm going to buy, you know, uh, some kind of thing to snack on while I'm there. Just like the movies. I mean, when you're at the movies, then you smell that popcorn. You kind of want to eat the popcorn, even if you're not necessarily hungry. And, you know, so that's something that, I mean, Hey, it's better than WrestleMania 29 when I went there. I'll say that. At least the food here was better than that. So uh, big old middle finger to MetLife on that one. Um, <laughs> I'm still salty about that hot dog. It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dog and those uh, fries, just they, they didn't do it. They're one of the many reasons I don't like WrestleMania 29. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, what else? Um, there were a few moments where you said, huh, story building, which I thought yeah. was cool. Yeah, they they did a good job with like one of the highlighted uh, moments. The whole thing, or I should say, highlight matches, was a battle royal to determine who would fight Gunther for the Intercontinental Title. And during that, they had a quick moment where Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, when they were first coming out, I think it was Sheamus was coming out. Yeah, Sheamus came out afterward because yeah. Drew McIntyre was first. So when Sheamus was entering the ring he didn't enter the ring immediately because drew was like close to him and it was sort of like oh i don't know if i am safe going into the ring with drew there and they kind of had a little bit of a stare down and then later on throughout the uh, battle royal they made it specifically like we're building the idea of these two are going to work together but then they're going to start fighting each other and pushing each other down and also they kept the continuity really well between that and obviously damage control is still working together and they're going up again. I mean, that was as basic as you could get. It's the heels against baby faces and all, but like, um, you said that somebody was a heel now that he walked in and he like pretended he was going to high five somebody and he didn't. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Mustafa Ali, Uh, um, he purposely didn't like slap the hands of the people, uh, in the crowd. And he had on like sunglasses and a hat and whatever. So, I'm assuming that they're trying to test out if he fully turns heel. He's been kind of teasing that he might with Dolph, but I hadn't seen anything yet that had seen uh, seemed like he was definitely turning. So he got sizable enough of a reaction, but I think people were confused that they didn't know whether or not they should cheer or boo him. I know at least one person in the crowd was thinking about that for, um, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Seth Rollins? For Rollins, yeah. For somebody oh, but that, she was like a little girl. And yeah. she, <laughs> she didn't know if she should cheer, but... <laughs> she was like looking around to see whatever... Well, she first put a thumbs up, right? No. Thumbs down. Thumbs and then, down. Yeah. And then she was just like looking around, and then she decided to put one thumb up, and then the other one was like in the middle. I, just thought it was really <laughs> I mean, she was a toddler, so she had like no idea where she was <laughs> even like, you know, at, but... <laughs> Being around kids, though, is great when it comes to this because 
it's one thing for obviously all the adults to be marking out and having fun and all. And that is, that could be funny as well. And it could be fun. That's my favorite. Um, you know, cause we just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not the type of person that goes uh, super hyper, like, as you would say, I don't emote. <laughs> he does not. It drives me crazy. Because so, I emote for everything. You know, you don't catch me being all like, like, wow, I did this. And like, just super like, you know, starting some chants and everything like that. But we tried. X condom. <laughs> yeah, we tried to get an X condom uh, thing going on. People were not uh, into. No, Dominic. they were very against him, which made yeah. me sad. But uh, being around the kids is always fun because there's this level of just like they don't need the suspension of disbelief they just buy it mm. like this is just true so the people behind us they had a at least one kid on i could only hear really one kid's voice but there were some cute comments here and there of like um like why did ricochet do that right then or whatever and like like oh why are you uh oh it was a, um that's Santos. Don't eliminate him. <laughs> they just kind of like, like, why can't you all be friends? <laughs> and uh, people getting really into like the Seth Rollins main event for the Steel Cage uh, match for the United States Championship. Like some people were really buying that the title was going to change hands, mm -hmm. and super like, nah, my God, it was a two count. The hell, like I really thought it was going to be there right there. And it's nice to kind of shut my own brain off every once in a while because I'm so fucking cynical at this point that, you know, I kind of look at it all and I'm like, all right, well, they're probably going to do this spot and they're going to do that spot. And it's going to lead to this. And, OK, the ref bump is going to lead to that and then it's going to whatever. There's no chance whatsoever that Austin Theory is dropping this United States title. So I'm not going to be able to fully engage and be like, all right, let me kind of take the ride as much. But when you're around kids that are doing that already, you can kind of live vicarious through them. So I don't know. That kind of made that a little bit more entertaining too. Cause I mean, I obviously I'm watching these all from home and I'm writing up stuff. So I'm making sure that I'm copying things correctly and I'm making sure that, okay, well this person was cutting this promo about this. It becomes more work in a lot of ways and to go to a it show. But I mean, like, it's even like you can't even have as much fun. Like, no, because you're working. Certain, you have, like yeah, certain shows, like, I just totally avoid watching whatsoever because I probably, if I wasn't doing this as a job, I probably would watch more of it just as a fan. But I'm so burnt out from so much of it that obviously, like, I don't need to watch NXT level up. If I have the results up and I know who wins, that's all that matters. I can skip that half hour every week and I don't need to watch main event and I don't need to watch AW dark and all. But I think if I wasn't doing that as a job, I probably would watch a little bit more of that. Maybe I'd be a little bit more selective. Maybe I would watch actually less. I don't know, but I would be able to actually enjoy it more the way that I am when it comes to like a Marvel movie even though I do write stuff up about it and all, I don't feel obligated. Like I have to do that. So I just ingest it as a fan and then I can just, okay, if I want to do a review, I'll do a review and have fun with it. Whereas with wrestling, it tends to be a lot of the times it's like, all right, well, shit, I'm going to have to write up this, these posts about this and this topic is whatever. And it's frustrating to do like a pay-per-view 
review thing where I'm breaking down all the positives and negatives of a match that I thought was boring as all hell or something. So it's good to kind of get reinvigorated a little bit and be like, yeah, you know, this is supposed to be something that's just fucking fun. Like most, mostly every single person that's there, I'm sure was not treating that as any kind of a job, mm-hmm. like, or any kind of a chore or, yeah. you know, so when you see like the person in front of us, that's just like clapping like crazy and having fun. And, uh, you know, the people that are there with all their belts and they're there with their, um, with their family and their family's all having fun. And this is like their, their big treat was to go to see this live show and all ends up, uh, making you kind of like, I, I'm going to have more fun watching raw tonight now yeah. that we went to the show yeah. because I'll be kind of like, yeah, you know, we try to have more fun with it and all. That's cool. And it's good to have that kind of reminder every once in a while that like, yeah, this is just like entertainment and it's not just work. Yeah. You know? That's something that I, I appreciated for sure. As far as the matches go, um, I was surprised at some of the reactions from some people here and there. I mean, they started off with Becky being the first person out, and that was not at all surprising that Becky got some of the highest uh, pops of the whole night. People were really into Asuka. Uh, they were into most of the other people here and there or whatever. You can hear a pin drop from some people. I won't bother to mention, like, you know, this person got the least amount of responses and all. But some people that I was surprised maybe necessarily didn't get as much of a reaction as I was expecting. People didn't really seem to care all that much about Karrion Cross, mm-hmm. And I would have thought that maybe, like, when he got eliminated or anything, people would have popped a little higher. But that was kind of a dud a little bit. And certain people that have been around for a long enough time, like Adolf Ziggler or... Seamus or anything, of course, they got like decent reactions. People went crazy for the Usos. Usos got some of the biggest pops for sure. Um, Cody, of course, got a huge reaction. Seth Rollins, people were singing his song like the entire time. I would say, though, funny enough, probably the person who got maybe the single biggest reaction more than once was LA Knight. When he first came out, people went nuts for him. And then he got quickly eliminated from the Battle Royal. People were annoyed. He came back out after the intermission, and people went nuts for him again. And the amount of times that he was doing the yeah chant. When we were leaving Madison Square Garden, the only chant that I heard people saying was the yeah chant and the let me talk to you. I didn't hear any woos. I didn't hear any uh, ooh-ah type stuff from Roman Reigns. I didn't hear people singing the Seth Rollins theme. Nothing for that. All I heard was the, yeah, which I'm kind of like, you know, they should push LA Knight a little more if that's the case. If, if he's getting better reactions than almost everybody else and he's not at all even featured at WrestleMania at this point. I think that a lot, I mean, I could be totally wrong because I'm not, I'm not an expert (laughs) in any of this. But I think that one of the reasons why he got a, a bigger reaction and he had fans uh, doing his chant afterwards was because, like, he was one of the few people that actually took the mic and was, like, almost, like, forcing people to uh, give him reactions with the yaffing. And I think, like, in New York, we like that. Like, we're New Yorkers. We talk a lot. And we want to be in the business. <laughs> you <laughs> in know, in any, anything, anyone's business. Like... So, yeah, like, I feel like that might be one of the reasons. But, I mean, I enjoyed 
his rant. That was fun. Yeah, his promo was actually one of my favorite parts of the whole night. Apologies for the noises, everybody. Yeah, we're in Manhattan. As we just said, we're in Manhattan. <laughs> so, yeah, this isn't uh, some brawl that happened outside of it or anything. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. that would have happened. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Maybe somebody got pissed about the uh, posters being 10 bucks outside. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think that, like, certain people, obviously, you're going to get a better reaction from some people just because they're bigger stars and all. But I was actually expecting a bigger reaction for Liv Morgan. Since she's a New Jersey person, and I mean, I know that there's like the whole like, oh, you know, fuck New Jersey, we're New Yorkers, and blah, blah, blah. But it worked the opposite way for Sonya. Obviously, she's a heel, so people are going to boo. But even she still needed to kind of grab the mic and be like, hey, remember, I'm the heel in this match. But Flair, she, Flair got her reactions. You know, she was fine. I was surprised about the Liv Morgan thing, though. I thought that she would have been one of the bigger pops of the night. She didn't really get as much of a response as I was anticipating. Braun Strowman, a little weaker than some of the other pops. Uh, maybe people were just mad that he was going to squash LA Knight. So it was just, you know, but I liked his, his little thing about just grabbing the mic afterward and being like, it's that quick. Yeah. It was just a good little yeah, that fun was thing. Cool. So I was actually happy that they didn't have the Bray Wyatt match that they supposedly were supposed to do. And that might be a new story now. I mean, we're seeing that, Maybe there's something with him being injured or that there was like a creative walkout or whatever. I don't know. But can you imagine if he showed up and he went on like a a Kanye West 10 minute rant about whatever? Nobody understands my character. (laughs) Uncle Howdy is so much more complex than you guys know. (laughs) Um, One of the things you pointed out that you were like, oh, this is really nice, was how many people that Cody was taking pictures with and signing the uh, different signs. and Yeah, you know. that was really cool, especially for the children. Yeah, he was even, like, helping them adjust to get, like, a better photo because they had, like, their their hands obviously can't reach as far. <laughs> so he was like, you know, like, oh, hold it this way, and you can kind of see him doing that. Charlotte did it, too. Oh, there's mm-hmm. two more than anybody else, it seemed. Maybe they were just in better positions because, I mean, obviously, like, Bianca was kind of in and out, you know, yeah. there's 10 people around. So, you know, but, um, you know, it's a different type of show than when you're watching raw and SmackDown and all. And, you know, if we get an opportunity to go to like a SmackDown taping or a raw taping or whatever, you'll see how crazy the energy is when it's different like that too, because they just stop mm-hmm. and then you just have these commercial breaks and it's boring as all hell. And, I only went to that one Raw. I mean, at this point, I've been to a, a few pay-per-views. I went to um, Mind Games, for anybody that remembers that, back in the day. Um, that was the first show that I went to. So I kind of got spoiled a little bit for it being, like, one of those better shows. And then me being like, oh, this is what all wrestling shows are. And then going to, like, these little shitty independent things and being like, oh, wait. You know, not everybody's WWE. But between like mania and raw and royal rumble and these different ones that i've been to raw was easily the most boring of the bunch and going to a live event like this in madison square garden i'm sure they had a lot more energy than they would if they would ask like, was on fire yeah she was having fun for sure she yeah. was bouncing around feeling everybody's music and yeah uh she was like eager to jump into the ring and all um but i'm sure like if you were to obviously go to a live event on this road to WrestleMania super show tour. And it's in like, I don't know, like a 
Grand Rapids or to Poughkeepsie or something, it might not still have the same energy because they do tend to love Madison Square Garden and you know, Cody Rhodes cut a promo, a quick promo, but he was talking about the whole reason that he's doing this obviously is because it was that. And he's like the, this story starts with the turnbuckle in this part of this ring in this arena. So that's where I'm going to come back and I'm going to be champion and all. So that gives it a little bit extra oomph to it. And I don't know if Seth Rollins is doing the, um, the you suck thing with Austin theory every time that they're doing that. They probably have a lot of that. They're continuing, but I thought that they seemed like they were having fun. And that helps out too, because sometimes yeah. when you notice that they're just like going through the motions. Oh, it's then... so bad! Like with any kind of performance, mm -hmm. uh, if you feel, if you can tell the performers are just in on autopilot and doing because they have to, that's like the worst. That's just like it's kind of like a cold shower when you're like sleeping and someone just threw up a bucket of ice on you or something. <laughs> to me, because like I, I hate that. I'm like I want to be in it. Well, you have to bring it. Oh, look at me rhyming. <laughs> I don't rhyme people at all. I you rhymed it with it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's still better than normal. <laughs> so, I mean, I, we you could see the results online. I mean, Cody Rhodes beat Solo Sokoa by DQ. With, uh, at one point in the match, he fell through a table solo, and we couldn't even see the table because <laughs> it was uh, the security barricade was kind of blocking that and all. Yeah, which, and a lot of people were standing up at that point, too. Yeah, so that kind of takes the wind out of the sails a little bit when somebody falls through a table that you didn't even know was there because you didn't see them set it up. They were in the void, as <laughs> we were calling it. Um, Sami Zayn coming out got a really huge pop. Yeah, that was fun. That was one of those things that um, biggest uh, takeaways. I would say my favorite part of the whole night, if we were going to kind of wrap this up with that, probably would be the Battle Royal more than anything. Well, all the guys? Yeah, <laughs> too many people, as too you said. Too many people. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Well, to be completely honest, my favorite part was just like hearing you laugh, and like, do you, and I know it sounds it's lame, <laughs> but like hearing you laugh and like do your little chants, and I like, could tell that you were like happy. Like that to me was my my favorite part, and I feel like it can speak more generally to people as though. I guess a lot of people would agree that their favorite part when they go to a live event or they go to the movies is because you are with other people that are excited as well. And it just makes the whole experience better. Um, but if I had to pick, like, I guess, like, one of the matches? Or um, yeah, anything. I mean, that could be your answer. Like, oh, that's, that's yeah. my answer then. Which that in and of itself is something that if anybody is out there kind of like on the fence, obviously any type of show that you go to, whether it's a concert or if it's a, a movie or if it's a, a different sporting event or I don't know, the stamp collecting uh, <laughs> gathering. I don't fucking know. But do you people do that? I don't know if that's the thing. Any stamp collectors out there is like a big, you know, things get wild at the stamp comic con version of that <laughs> stamp con O three or whatever. Yeah, go down in um, history books. But anything that you do like that, if you are going and it's not your thing, 
but you're going as like uh, to accompany somebody else or whatever like that. I maintain that WWE is one of those shows that it's hard not to at least have some fun with that, whether it's like a, a funny thing or the athleticism or the, the, the spectacle of it all. Yeah. You're not going to have fun necessarily. If you go to a show that you absolutely hate that stuff, but if you've got like a significant other or whatever, and they're on the fence about joining you and right, play them this podcast. I mean, that's, that's something right there. Like I'm sure, uh, there are plenty of examples of people that go to any of those types of shows and they end up going like, you know, I had, I had fun doing this and I had fun being there and being there with the other person. And also same, if you're listening to this and you are the person that's on the fence about this and you have somebody who is, you know, uh, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a friend of yours, or whatever, that's interested in going to a show, consider going. I mean, it's the type of thing that at the very least you check off an experience that you go and it's one night. Maybe you don't go back another time or something, but obviously I know that I'll be going back to the show at some point. I've done that for my entire life, but um, I know that this wasn't the type of thing that you were like, oh man, I never want to come back to these. <laughs> like, you know, you didn't go like, uh, hey, I earned a lot of brownie points for being here and now you fucking owe me or yeah. anything like that. You I know. mean, I am going to play that card in August when Sim Smith is going to be <laughs> Madison Square Garden, but. And then that would be the type of thing where it's like, yeah, then I go there and just the same. I mean, you know, you have fun when you're there with somebody else. And uh, I had said like the the people that are in the crowd that didn't have somebody that they were there with, like, I I always kind of feel like, man, it's a shame that they can't all just sort of plan ahead. Yeah, but like even that, like I've been to shows by myself and like when you're with other people, you end up talking to other people, you mm-hmm. know, and you yeah, end up I mean. connecting like, with like a random stranger about like something cool that happened. Like it, it's still a cool experience. Yeah. And I recommend to anybody that's out there that maybe if they don't have anybody that they can go to these shows with or whatever, talk to the other people that are around you. Like, yeah, I mean, you've heard on this podcast before somebody like Carlos, for instance, the only reason that Carlos was ever on this podcast was because he was sitting around us at the TLC event that we went to and we were just joking around and everything. And then it was like, yeah, hey, you know, add us on Facebook and stuff. And, you know, that's something that you have a common thread. You're all wrestling fans. So have fun, you know, get into the chance with everybody else. And if you got an opportunity to go to a WWE show and you got the spare change to be able to pull it off and all, go ahead and do it and at least cross it off your bucket list and all. So I'm glad that you were able to join me for this. I love having you by my side no matter where we are. But um, I thought it was a good show too. So uh, at least as far as this side of this Road to WrestleMania Super Show, the Madison Square Garden part of it, um, i give it a thumbs up. I mean... This was uh, better in some ways than I was expecting it, except for the hot dog. Still disappointed <laughs> about that and the fact that there aren't any cheese fries. Oh. But uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm glad that we went to the show. and I'm glad that you talked me into it because I was still just sort of like, ah, I mean, it's, nothing's going to happen on a house show. It's not going to be, you know, the United States title is not going to change hands. Whoever fights Gunther is going to lose. It's still an experience. But it's still fun. So it's good to get that little refresher and to just be like, yeah, you know what? Let me chop my brain off a little bit and just have fun. I'll show. (laughs) (laughs) 
so that's it. We were just kind of giving you guys a little breakdown of that. Obviously, I did not bother to take a whole bunch of videos and photos. I had posted some stuff on on Twitter, and I posted some things in our uh, private group chat on uh, Facebook and such. But if you are interested in checking out some little clips of that, there's nothing super special. I didn't record like, you know, oh, this big angle happened or anything. Nobody got injured, thankfully, that I can tell. And you know, whatever. I didn't bother to do interviews ahead of time like I had done before in the past. But also keep in mind, hey, if you're ever at a WWE show in New York while I'm here in New York and stuff and I'm interested in going and all, let me know. And I'd love to meet up with some people and have some fun that way. But if you are interested in any more information about this, drop your thoughts in the comments below and I'll keep the discussion going that way. And we got more coming your way this week. This isn't our only main event. We're going to be hitting you with at least one more. I'm not too sure exactly what we're going to do. We're kind of figuring that plan out right now. We're either going to do a Superstar Scores Rey Mysterio and or a Hall of Lame. And the Hall of Lame might be a dark cast. This was going to potentially be a dark cast. I decided not to. I figured maybe we'll just put this up on the main channel. But... We got plenty of things coming your way and eventually we're going to talk about everything else on the hot tags so Cal and rob and i will run down many more hours worth of podcast material this week for you and um yeah i mean in the meantime you go ahead and start clicking around on all the things that i've mentioned many many different times before make sure you are taking part of the road to wrestlemania contest that's happening right now on the website to win yourself a little dusty roads funko pop that's sponsored by fun.com so shout out to fun.com for tossing three of those our way to be able to send to whoever wins them. We got the Smart Madness tournament going on at the moment. Vote on who you think are the best wrestling family dynasties of all time. And that will switch over on Thursday night, heading into the hot tags for round two or round, round three, whatever round we're on. I don't know. Numbers are numbers and whatever they are. Uh, make sure that you are also checking out everything else that you can see on anthonymango.com. For all my social media stuff, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. you find all that at amangotree.com as well. Make sure you are also following fanboysanonymous.com and everything else that's happening over there. If you click on that website, you'll see plenty of different things, including the Patreon, the YouTube, the Facebook, and the Twitter. Share your support for the Batman, a nighttime story blueprint that you can find over at Fanboys Anonymous, over the blueprint project that we've got going on there that I'm working on. And also make sure that you support us on Patreon and on the YouTube members only channel membership subscription platform. You got Redbubble and Public for picking up some merchandise, which I totally want to see people at different events wearing. Uh, I, want, uh, I want anybody to go to a wrestling show and to see like a smart guy moment shirt or something like that. Uh, I didn't bother to bring a sign because it's a house show. But remember, there's always the sign me up thing. If you bring a smart guy moment sign to a show and you send me a picture of that, then I'll give you a little shout out on the website and on the podcast. And for that dark cast that's coming up soon, Patreon and all that gives you access to that. But even a buck a month gives a whole lot more of a morality boost. And hey, if 100 people were to uh, do the dollar a month, that would have paid for my ticket. You know, <laughs> keep that in mind. But the more we can bring you, the more support and everything that goes along with that. So thank you to everybody for checking this out and for joining us. Sweetie, you want to plug anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to plug.
welcome, sorry. Um, well, okay. Well, actually, if you're into vintage TV, I guess I would say that. Make sure that you check uh, AAPB, which is American Archives of Public Broadcasting. Um, if you're feeling nostalgic, maybe you just want to like watch something that was shot in the 80s or 70s for some reason. It gives me comfort. You'll find a lot of videos there and it's a huge undertaking that we're doing, making sure that all public broadcasting in the United States get digitized, um, again, from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, which is pretty cool. And if they want to follow you on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, and- right. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am creepy underscore Caroline. And on TikTok, I am Caroline Z.O. Mango. So my whole name. How fun. Um, <laughs> I'm always posting stuff. I don't know. Uh, come have fun with me. Yeah. And we want to thank you for having fun with us here. And we will see you next time, everybody. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment. And we're being counted out. 